Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, uh, here with some thoughts on AEW All Out, which will take place on Sunday at the Now Arena in uh, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, that's just outside of Chicago. And uh, it is going to be quite a show if you just look at uh, the card on paper. I know Tony Khan and others have hyped it up, certainly as uh, the biggest pay-per-view to date in AEW history. Hard to disagree with that when you consider the return of CM Punk, uh, the in-ring action, and also the teases that are out there uh, with Daniel Bryan, uh, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, potentially being at this show. Uh, That was one of the recent reports. Uh, So there's a lot uh, to really uh, sink your teeth into when it comes to this AEW All Out show on Sunday. And let's go through each of the matches, uh, share a little uh, thoughts on some of these, and see uh, what perhaps uh, could unfold uh, for AEW there at All Out. Let's start uh, quickly with the uh, now on the buy-in, which is going to be the 10-man tag team match. This is there as the uh, Women's Casino Battle Royal uh, got moved to the main card because of uh, Pac and Andrade being off the card now due to uh, what was described as travel uh, issues, uh, as I think the way Tony Khan described it, with Pac. So that is now going to be a situation where we have this 10-man tag on the buy-in. Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, uh, Wheeler Yuta, and Jurassic Express going to take on uh, the HFO, which is, of course, Matt Hardy, Private Party, and TH2. Um, they have just, this feud's been going on for a while now. We know that. And, uh, I think this is clearly just something they, they needed to add to the buy-in knowing that, um, you know, having to switch some things around due to the pack and Andrade match being off the card. And I think it was a natural, you know, move to be able to, to switch the, uh, women's, you know, battle Royal to the main card. I think that was already going to be something that is going to offer some intrigue. And we'll just jump right into that after this one. But but as for this particular buy-in match, I don't know that there's a lot that there is, uh, you know, to, to really look at here other than this should be a fun, uh, entertaining match to get things started. You've got Orange Cassidy in there. We know, um, you know, he's someone that the crowd just continues to love. And uh, you've got, uh, you know, Jurassic Express, of course, too. And so I think this will probably be a situation, if we have to make a pick, uh, my guess is we see the uh, Orange Cassidy uh, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuta, Jurassic Express team pick up the win here in this uh, 10-man tag on the buy-in. And then getting into the 21-woman uh, Casino Battle Royal here, it is going to be for a shot at the AEW Women's World Title, and it is quite a list uh, of talent, which of course we've seen some returns here recently that have now added back to that. Anna Jay made her return on Wednesday's edition of Dynamite. And so uh, that adds another, you know, regular to to the mix here. But if we go up and down the roster here real quickly of who all is going to be in this match, it is going to be Anna Jay, Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Ty Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hikaru Shida, Emi Sakura, Jade Cargill, Kara Hogan, Abaddon, Layla Hirsch, Kylan King, Rebel, Jamie Hayter. That's what we know now. There's still two to be determined, I think. If you just go by the rumors and uh, the expectations, my guess is um, one of those will be Ruby Soho. Of course, the former Ruby Riot in WWE. She's been doing all these vignettes on social media. And essentially, the last one she did was to pretty much tease that, you know, the next thing we see from her is going to be something uh, significant. And I have a feeling this is going to be it. Of course, that's a report that's been out there for a while now was that that was going to be the expectation as she was headed to AEW. 
Um, so I would probably be more surprised than not if she's not in this match uh, as one of these two that have yet to be determined. Uh, not, you know, I don't know if are they going to bring out, are they going to be two women perhaps um, that join as surprises? Could be. Uh, it could be that case, or they could perhaps announce someone else, um, you know, coming up on Rampage or something like that. That's also a possibility. Uh, but uh, this should be fun. And I think it's, you know, it is, and I think this to AEW's credit is, it's hard to pick a winner here. Um, and I, again, I think it's because, you know, we, we step back from maybe where this women's division was a year ago, uh, maybe more, and you just looked at it and, and thought they've really got to find a way to be able to, to really improve things on this, you know, roster from a women's standpoint. And I think they've done that. I mean, you look at, uh, this is a pretty, you know, solid group here of women that are in this match. And I think, again, that's to their credit, being able to really, you know, bring in people like Thunder Rosa, who now is a full-time member of the roster. Um, you know, Anna Jay has become a star just in terms of what she's done with the Dark Order. Uh, you know, you've still got a lot of people who, you know, love what Hukaru Shida did as champion. Um, Ty Conti is certainly someone that is very over with the fans. And then you just go up and down the line. I mean, Jade Cargill, right? Like, she is certainly seen as just a top future star type of talent. and that's why I think this is really going to be intriguing to see what direction they go in. If I have to make picks, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways I think you could go here. I assume the, the best choice is probably Thunder Rosa. Um, but, you know, if they do the Britt Baker-Thunder Rosa match, does that kind of hold off and come at full gear? And maybe they do, again, another match before that. So maybe you have the winner take on Britt Baker before you actually get to full gear, because that's that's a little bit of time. Um, you know, that's that's a couple months away. So maybe that's the direction they go. Um, and then maybe go back to that afterwards. You know, could you see an Anna Jay get get the win here? And then all of a sudden that starts a big push. I don't know necessarily, but like probably Anna Jay coming out of this. Maybe it's going to be one of those where she starts another type of program, you know, perhaps coming out of this just based on obviously with her return and stuff on Dynamite. Uh, but it is a it's a fascinating group, and you know could Ruby Soho win it? It's possible, sure she could come right in and and be a force right away. Uh, could it be someone like Ty Conti? I think these there are several different options. I think you could go with here, um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. But but I think the the good part of this is they're gonna be able to split off some of these different. You know you'll you'll have your normal battle royal where you can you can build a couple different women's storylines coming out of just this battle royal and I think that's the luxury of this is instead of just having that one storyline on the actual women's championship match or whatever the the feud is with Britt Baker you can build a couple of different feuds coming out of this whether they you know whether they not all wind up on dynamite some of them maybe wind up on rampage and dark and dark elevation but there's a lot you can do here and so I'm I'm very intrigued to see kind of how everything turns out with this but uh, I guess if I have to pick mm, it's tough like, this is a tough one to choose because I, I could probably make the case for the potential of someone like Ruby Soho, but I, I know they're going to work towards that Thunder Rosa match at some point. I just don't know if they necessarily need her to win this Battle Royal to get there. Um, you know, the, the story kind of sells itself, but I'll go with one of, one, one of those two. I'll go Thunder Rosa or Ruby Soho. I'll, I'll make that my choice. Although, I think for an outside shot, Perhaps it is someone like, um, you know, Ty Conti. I don't know about Jade Cargill because I think that's an interesting dynamic with Britt Baker versus her. Uh, you know, we're talking about two people that are really pushed his heels. So 
the, as you can tell, I'm pretty undecided on this one, but I think it's probably one of those, one of those three or four uh, from that group, I think is probably the best choice here uh, for that. Uh, John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Um, this is the one where I don't know why it seems like a lot of people for some reason are a little disappointed by this, but I mean, Kojima can still go like he's, he's still someone that can, uh, he can go in the ring. I mean, he, yes, he's older. Um, he, he's a legend in Japan. And is it John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi? No, but I still think it's going to be a pretty good match. And I think this is one that, you know, on a, on a on a card here that is stacked, you know, with a lot of good matches, I still think this is going to be pretty fun. Um, and so, I don't really look at this as a reason to be disappointed. I think you're going to get that Moxley Tanahashi match at some point. You know, you'll probably get Moxley and perhaps someone like Minoru Suzuki at some point as well in the near future, since he's coming over, you know, to the states and he's wrestling in all these different places. Perhaps that's something they do uh, at some point. So. I think that this this will be just fine. Um, you know, obviously, I'd probably pick Moxley to win this match. I don't think Kojima's getting the win here, but people love John Moxley, and I, I think this will be more than a a good, you know, serviceable match given the slide. It, it's not expected to be, you know, a main event caliber match, uh, but I still think it's going to be pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I don't think this is one to be disappointed about because I, I do think, again, you're going to get those big matches with Moxley, you know, with a Tanahashi or someone else. That perhaps we expect it to be at this show, but you're going to get those eventually. So I don't really see this as anything that, you know, I mean, really, you know, if you put Moxie versus Tanahashi on this show, my goodness, there are just so many different matches that, you know, where does that rank in terms of some of these? But uh, I think this will this will be fine. So uh, I'll go with Moxley to win that one. And then you've got the showdown between Paul White and QT Marshall. Um, you know, I would expect. At some point, you know, you're going to get some some shenanigans from uh, Aaron Solo and Nick Camaroto. I mean, I think the Nick Camaroto, Paul White uh, direction at some point in the future, I suppose, is going to be something they could do. But now we've had the added wrinkle with Billy Gunn uh, making the heel turn to apparently go all the way back to the Shogun days in WWE, uh, which uh, I think that's a that's a bit of a forgotten tag team probably for most people in WWE, but. I can't say I know exactly where they're going with this whole Billy Gunn turn and, and all of this and perhaps what direction this leads to. But, I mean, you would you would think that this should be pretty simple and that Paul White's coming back to get in the ring and I would assume he's going to win this match. Um, but I just, it's, it's, it's a curious, it's a curious thing. And I know for most people, you know, it's probably more, it's not something that you're looking forward to necessarily is, you know, this great five-star type of match. I don't know that anyone has any expectations for that or anything, but I guess it's, it's more intriguing just to see what exactly Paul White's in-ring schedule is going to look like in AEW now, since this is his return. Um, and, you know, you've got this Billy Gunn thing hanging out there too. I mean, you assume they're going to do a match at some point. Um, that's just, it's, it's interesting to think about, but you just assume that's what they're setting up. So I, I think Paul White certainly probably has to win this match um, if they're going to do something with Billy Gunn. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, this is probably, if you go up and down the, the card, and this is nothing against either one of them, but, you know, this is probably the match that even with it being Paul White's in-ring return, it's not necessarily one that I think is set up to be anything more than probably a very quick, you know, I don't even know, like three to five minute match, I would assume. I can't imagine this being much more than that. Um, this is, uh, just probably what you're going to get. It, it'll be a, you know, it'll be a nice moment to actually see Paul White get back in the ring. I'm sure the crowd will love it, uh, but, uh, I think he wins this match and 
bit from there, I think, is probably the more uh, intriguing part of this is what do they actually do moving forward with him? Um, we'll see what happens there. Jer- Chris Jericho versus MJF. And I will say I thought they did a fantastic job setting this up on Dynamite. MJF, and I said it on Twitter, MJF's promos are just, they're unbelievable, but I thought this one was, I mean, this was one of his better ones, and, and he's had a lot of good ones. Uh, but I thought just the the continued emotion and everything that he is just, he does so well. Rem- again, remembering that this guy is just as young as he is, it is incredible to think the ability he has on the mic. And I just, you know, this was a match that they were really going to have to sell hard because I know a lot of people reaction is they're going back to this match again. You know, we've seen this. This feud has been going on for a long time between Chris Jericho and MJF. And I think actually pushing it to having another match here on the pay-per-view, you know, there there are going to be some people that are probably, you know, maybe in a sense tired of seeing it. And they're like, you know, I just don't, I'm not buying into it because, you know, the stipulation is, of course, if Jericho loses, he has to retire from in-ring competition in AEW. And I think that's a that's a hard sell in and of itself because I think a lot of people are going to look at this and say, well, I just don't see Chris Jericho retiring right now. I don't see Chris Jericho retiring, going straight to the commentary, and that's it. Um, but MJF sold it like a pro. Like, he is sold it, and I think Jericho sold it as well um, in that maybe you're actually going to bite on this a little bit and think, okay, well, maybe this could be a possibility. Uh, that MJF could win this match and Chris Jericho is retired. I'm going to pick Chris Jericho to win. I don't necessarily see that happening uh, because MJF has had Jericho's number to this point. And as we know, sometimes it's all about, in the end, you know, the babyface getting, um, you know, that final ultimate uh, sort of victory and, and the the heel getting his comeuppance. But um, they, they've sold it really well. And I, again, I, I give a, a lot of that credit to MJF. That's not take anything away from Jericho, but MJF's just, he is such a pro. Uh, and come in terms of his ability to tell the story with, you know, his words and, and through promos and, and all of that. And I just thought the one he did on Dynamite was fantastic. So I think Jericho wins here. I don't see him retiring yet, uh, but stranger things have happened. And if they go that direction, then you've you've got another storyline hook there to say, wow, Jericho's done. And how's MJF going to use that moving forward? Uh, and is it just going to be Chris Jericho on commentary and all those types of things? We'll see. I, I I think they built it up and sold it well enough to where you at least maybe have a little bit of doubt, and that's all you can do when you have these type of stipulations is you just have to build in some of that doubt because once the match gets started, you'll get some near falls and all that type of stuff, and, and then maybe you start to, to bite on a little bit more. Uh, but I still think at the end of the day, Jericho's winning this thing. Uh, but give them credit for, for building it up the way they have. I think they've done a really good job uh, with this in particular. And before we get into uh, the rest of the card, let's talk to you again about our fine friends over at Manscaped because support for the 411 on Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the men, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Uh, they are the champions of the world when it comes to that. Uh, they offer the precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, Manscaped just launched the uh, fourth-generation trimmer, which we've talked about, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Uh, so you can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. Just imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, optimized trimmer uh, that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. As I've said before, I'm one of the first people to try the new Lawnmower 4.0, and I am blown away 
by the performance, uh, the craftsmanship, the details. This 4.0 has it all, folks. It's got everything you need. Um, it is the ultimate body trimmer, and uh, it's just, again, it has everything you want. I feel confident shaving below the waist, waist now. You can, too. Uh, it's got the new multifunction on-off switch uh, with the travel lock. Uh, so if you're traveling, you got everything you need there. No worries, no concerns. And uh, the updated trimmer also has that uh, 4000K LED spotlight, so you can turn it on and off. Um, and if you need a more precise shave, look, you got the light to be able to support that. Uh, plus, uh, it has the wireless charging. We've talked about that too. Incredible. Lawnmower 4.0, new wireless charging system. Uh, and that way you can, you know, have a more better battery length. It lasts longer. You can take your time because Manscaped has you covered uh, with this wireless charging system. And let's be honest, if you're still shaving your face and your body with the same trimmer, you're doing it wrong. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Boost your confidence with this new body trimmer with Manscaped uh, to make me time the best time with a smooth shave. Again, get your 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. Use the best tools for the job. 20% off free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com, promo code 411wrestling. Unlock your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. And let's go into Miro defending the TNT Championship against Eddie Kingston. This is going to be a hell of a match, I think, in terms of uh, you talk about two guys just going to come out and uh, really just go at each other. Uh, this is when you're going to get here. This is going to be a hard-hitting uh, brawling affair, and I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm very curious to see where they go here because, you know, they've got some of these Northeast-based shows coming up pretty soon, and I think a scenario here is where perhaps, you know, Eddie Kingston gives his all, comes up just short, not sure how they they go about it here. You know, could we see Alana appearance? Could she perhaps make her return, uh, you know, and reunite with Miro in some form or fashion? Could they do it where Miro retains the title here in a really good match? And then perhaps, you know, you do the rematch, you know, whether that's coming up at one of these shows, like I said, in the Northeast they're going to have, where you know that Eddie Kingston is going to be someone, you know, he's from Yonkers, he's a New York guy. Um, could they then, you know, perhaps at one of those shows, you do the rematch and then maybe Eddie Kingston becomes the TNT champion. Um, I think that is a very, you know, fascinating scenario. Perhaps they could go that route, um, or maybe this is just something where Miro gets the win, and and that's that. I don't necessarily see the title change here. I just, again, I I think the better setup is probably to do this now, hear it all out. Miro, you know, retains the title, a very good match, which I would expect nothing different from these two. Um, and then maybe you do the setup where it's a rematch, and you get, you know, one of these shows. That's coming up, whether that's at Arthur Ashe Stadium or, or somewhere else. You know, they've they've got shows that are coming up. They've got the Newark show. Um, I think there's a, a really good possibility. Maybe you do the rematch there and maybe have Eddie Kingston win the title from Miro. And I think that, you know, again, these two working together, I have zero doubt that they're going to make it work and they're going to have the crowd invested. Um, so maybe that's the direction they go in. I think this is going to be one of those that, you know, it's a very stacked card, but this is kind of one that I think is going to deliver and really be a bit of a sleeper, perhaps, on this particular card that is loaded with so many matches um, that really should be able to deliver from top to bottom. So I, I'm really excited about this one, and I'm more excited to see where they go from here, depending on what the outcome is uh, in this match. I wouldn't mind seeing a series of matches uh, between these two in particular. 
the steel cage match for the AW World Tag Team Titles. It is the Young Bucks defending against the Lucha Bros, Penta and Phoenix. And we talk about um, show stealers. I think a lot of people will circle this and see this as uh, that in terms of uh, being the one that's probably going to be the craziest thing on the show. Uh, this just should be wild. Uh, you've got four people in there that you know are just going to do some of the craziest spots you could probably think of. And I just really look at this and feel like this is, at the end of the night, we're probably going to be looking up and thinking, okay, this is probably your match of the night. Um, even with, with some of the matches we're going to talk about, you know, the two, I guess, semi-main events in a sense, this match is going to have a lot of interest and I, I am I'm wondering, you know, do they do they change the titles here? Because it's a steel cage. It's set up to where, you know, maybe there is no outside interference, although they've already kind of played up the power that the Young Bucks have and, you know, being able to to maneuver the cage and all this other stuff. Um maybe that comes into play. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh, maybe they don't necessarily go that full detail with it. But I I, I just I think it's what goes you can go a lot of different directions here. I, I mean, the crowd loves Penta and Phoenix. We know that. I mean, they. I thought they were the right ones to get this. I know some people thought the Jurassic Express. Maybe you set that up to have another match between these two, and you, you know, them in the Bucks, and you put it in the steel cage, so there's no, you know, sort of interference and such. But I just think the Lucha Bros are so hot right now that you had to sort of go this direction, knowing that this is this is your biggest pay per view to date, and if you want to have your biggest tag team match, I think this was it. You could do would be the Bucks and and Penta and Phoenix, and so I mm, this is a tough one to choose too. Like this is another one that you put in that category of you can see this going either way. I feel like if the Bucks are going to lose, like it has to be a huge, huge deal, right? And I think that's where now that they've they've had the titles as you know as long as they have now, and they're the champions. I feel like if they're going to lose, it has to be just this huge, huge deal. And I think certainly there's the possibility that Penson Phoenix could win the titles here. But maybe, maybe I'm going to stick with the Bucks because I just, I don't know yet if they're, if they're going to drop the titles yet. I just don't know if they're to that point. Um, and I, I'm going to pick the Bucks. I think it's a, there's a tough one to call because I think the, the, the Lucha Bros are so over. Now you could see them making the title switch here because it will get a massive pop if they win this match. Uh, but I think there's probably more they can do here. So I'll go with the Young Bucks to retain the titles, and uh, we'll see if I'm right about that one. Dr. Britt Baker defends uh, the AW Women's title against Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander been on quite a roll since her comeback. I think she's, well, she's still undefeated, right, in singles action since she made her return. Um, so a natural opponent here for Britt Baker as someone who is the top challenger for the title. Um, I think, you know, should be a good match. I've, I've always been a, a fan of Chris Outlander. I think she just came back. She's just, I mean, this sort of that reinvigorated type after the injury, you know, we come back on a mission and I've just, I've really been impressed with her since she's came back. Uh, and I think, you know, this will also be a very good match. I'd be surprised if it's not, I think they'll play well off of each other. But I just don't see a scenario here where Britt Baker is losing the championship, uh, as we talked about earlier when it comes to this, uh, you know, the Battle Royal and everything and the potential setup. I still think you're going to get to that Britt Baker-Thunder Rosa rematch. Perhaps that's at full gear. Um, and, you know, you can also go other directions, as we said earlier, whether it's, you know, someone else winning that, that Battle Royal and setting up 
um, a feud before you get to the next big match. Maybe that's what you do. Uh, but I think Britt Baker is going to win this match. And uh, I think the biggest thing will be, you know, how, how good is the match? Because I, I would expect it to be very good with these two. Uh, really, you know, these two have sort of been there from the start. And um, they have, you talk about changing in characters, right? If you go all the way back from the beginning, you kind of see where these two are at now. Um, they are, I would argue, they're both at their best right now. And I, that's why I think this is going to be so fun is because um, you've got two women here who really are at the top of their game at this point. And, uh, you know, you put it in front of this crowd at the biggest pay-per-view, as we said, to date uh, for AW. And I think it's just they're going to deliver a, a really, really good match. And um, that's just that's how over Britt Baker is now. Chris Statlander, um, she is also someone that has a lot of support from the fans. Uh, so this should be one that I think uh, delivers. Also, like that's the theme here is uh, you just go up and down this card and, man, you, you, you kind of get used to that with AW. Like there's not a lot of matches you're going to look at and say that those are let up matches like you just don't have a lot of those anymore and i think again that's something aw's done really well so they've built up a lot of people not just their main event talent but the undercard stuff but you know even you look at Britt baker like she's a main event talent now like she is a top star in the company and um i think that this will you know be another good match on a, a long line of them here at aw all out all right now we get into the two main events which uh I think the the big discussion right now is what are they going to put on last? Because the line of thinking here, and I understand both, is if you do Kenny Omega and Christian Cage last, the probable insinuation there is Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, is going to make an appearance if that's the main event. Which, look, if if they do that, that's fine. Because I think a lot of people will subconsciously realize that. They're like, wait a minute, why didn't they put CM Punk and Darby Allin as the main event? Um, because perhaps you're setting up for something just, you know, another huge surprise, uh, which, you know, maybe not as big of a surprise at this point, but, uh, you're still setting up for a big moment to perhaps close the show. But either way, I think you win here. I think more than likely this is CM Punk's in-ring return. You would have to think, I guess that that's probably going to be the main event. But like I said, if you want to not necessarily do that as the main event, then maybe you build up that anticipation for the main event, not necessarily for people thinking that Christian Cage is going to win the AW World title, because I think that's another one where you can try to convince people, um, and, and you know, they built it up the way they built it up. But I just, you know, a lot of people are not expecting this to be a title change because you had Christian beat Kenny Omega already with the Impact title. I don't think a lot of people expect him to win this championship from him. Uh, but you are setting up that possibility to go straight to a Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson match, and that alone will sell itself. Um, so I, I think that's the the bigger question. Really, when it comes to this Kenny Omega Christian Cage match, is where is it going to be placed? If it's placed in the middle of the card, and let's say you still have the Brian Danielson appearance, you know, does it, does that take away anything? I don't think it does because remember, this is a one-time thing. Like CM Punk's in-ring return is a one-time thing. You get one time to do this, um, and you know, I think that's where that's why I think it's everything has come to, into place there for this to headline this pay-per-view <laughs> because it is you know this one-time momentous occasion where you've got the return of this big star who's already proven, you know, he's brought up your ratings significantly for that one episode that, you know, everyone knew he was going to be there. Now you're probably going to have the most pay-per-view vibes you've ever had. And putting him in that main event slot for everyone that's so curious to see what he looks like after this big absence from wrestling, 
Um, I think it, it just makes a lot of sense to put that versus Darby Allen. And you're also, remember, putting the spotlight on Darby Allen here by putting him in the main event uh, in this slot. So anyway, you slice it. I don't necessarily think AEW can go wrong here if, if you're putting Omega and Christian Cage in the main event slot for the world title with the with the um, you know plan of, of bringing out Brian Danielson at the end to really, again, set off another set of dominoes for AEW moving forward. But um, my my guess is we're going to see CM Punk Darby Allen in that spot, and I think you can still probably do the Omega-Christian Cage match, even if you do it in the middle, or, or you know even somewhere before that. Like You can do it anywhere on the card, perhaps. Uh, and still, if you have that play out the way that I think a lot of people expect it to, because otherwise, I, I just don't know necessarily where you put Brian Danielson. Otherwise, if he comes in, you know, where where does he fit into this card? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's something with, with CM Punk. I, I just don't think they go that route at this point. I think there's just too many fresh matches to go to um, that, that I just don't see that scenario playing out. Uh, but that's my guess is, you know, Omega probably going to retain the title against, uh, you know, Christian Cage. I just don't, I don't see any other scenario there. And then I think, you know, that's where you get into the CM Punk Darby Allen match. And all the, all the, you know, expectation here is what does CM Punk look like in his in-ring return? That's where all the questions are going to come. Does this guy still have it? I mean, that's the that's the way people are going to word the question. Um, but this is, again, someone who has been training for this. He has really, you know, been waiting for this moment, as we know, for many years now. And uh, I I would expect him to to deliver. And, and I think that having someone, you know, having him there with Darby Allen, he... I mean, Punk has always said, you know, big Darby Allen fan. He studied his work. He knows inside out, you know, the way Darby Allen um, goes in the ring. And I think that these two will put on a pretty special match, even if it's not one coming out of it, you know, that's rated five stars by everyone or anything. It's going to be special because it is just such a special moment to have CM Punk back in the ring. I think that CM Punk wins this match. Um, You know, I don't necessarily see him coming right in and because I, there's so many ways you can go with this down the line where you, you know, you'll be able to do this rematch at some point too. But um, I think that, you know, having CM Punk win his in-ring return, if it's a good match, I don't see this, you know, I don't think that hurts Darby Allen at all. I mean, it's just, again, CM Punk is proven. He's a top, top, top star. Darby Allen is the top star of the future. He's already, you know, considered one of the top stars in the company. But um, I think CM Punk comes back, you know, they're just outside Chicago. This is, this is the setup they've wanted, and uh, I think CM Punk wins this match. But the bigger question, as we said, is, is where does Brian Danielson fit into this if he does, in fact, make his return, um, you know, wrestling return, and actually make his AEW debut at this show? Or, you know, is it the, or was the original report correct? Or does he perhaps, uh, you know, come back at the, the, you know, Grand Slam show in, at Arthur Ashe Stadium? Is that, is that what happens? But I just feel like there's too much momentum now to where people think that they're probably getting CM Punk's in-ring return and they're getting perhaps the AEW debut of Brian Danielson. But you go through all of that, again, there are not many spots on this card that you're going to look up and say, well, I, I don't necessarily need to see that. I know some people will probably point towards a couple things on the card there, as we mentioned earlier, but this is, there's a lot of possibility of this show. Not only do we expect it to be the biggest show they've done from a viewership standpoint, a pay-per-view buy standpoint, but this could, you know, be one of their best cards when you look at the possibilities for some of these matches. And um, it's just, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that's the biggest thing. And certainly uh, it will be very interesting to see what the biggest talking points are 
coming out of the show because uh, there are so many things seemingly that AEW and Tony Khan have lined up here for All Out. But there are some thoughts on AEW All Out, and uh, it should be a great show. And uh, as we've said, be sure to check out everything we've got going on over at 411mania.com. We'll have all the coverage, live coverage, reviews, everything, all the news uh, coming out of AEW All Out, going into All Out. You can check it all, of course, out over there at 411mania.com right now and uh, see everything uh, that's uh, leading into this pay-per-view on Sunday. And uh, as I mentioned as well, we've got stuff going up on our YouTube channel now, uh, video form. So I've already put together a a video. There'll be more on the way. We'll do some as well, probably for AW All Out. And so uh, you'll be able to see some of this, not just in audio form, but in video form as well. Find that over at our YouTube channel, uh, 401 Mania. Just find it there. And uh, that way you subscribe and get all those sent to you when they go up. And uh, as always, we have the link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family in the show notes. Uh, Be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can, and uh, everything else, 411mania.com. But uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and uh, I'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast.